Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Counting on Chasen. I'm Julia Patrick, CEO of the American Nonprofit Academy, and today we have Chris Babalak back with us, Director of Finance and Operations of Chasen and Company. Chris, you're going to pull back the curtain on financial transparency and why it's so critical. Welcome. Thank you very much. Glad to be here. And, uh, you know, I, I love this subject. I think it's really important for nonprofits in general. And, um, you know, I think back to a time when I was working with an executive leadership program. And one of the things that I came away with that I always remember is that if an individual operates or behaves in a, in a genuine and authentic manner, then they're going to earn the credibility, the respect, and the trust of their colleagues. And when you think about it, operating in a genuine and authentic manner is really operating in a transparent manner. You you get um, what you see is what you get. There's no hidden agendas. And I think the same applies to a nonprofit. A nonprofit should operate in a genuine and authentic and transparent man, uh, manner to earn the trust, the credibility, the respect of its stakeholders. You know, I love that because I think that you do hear a lot about being an authentic leader and being transparent, but we don't always know what that means and we don't always know why that's important. So I, I really appreciate you kind of giving us a lens and, and helping us maybe recalibrate our mindset. And with that, I wanna ask you my first question. And you know, when you and I talk, I always end up peppering you with questions. So I kind of apologize for this, but you know, you always- I'm used to it now. So <laughs> I, cool, that's a good thing. But you know, you always make me think. And, and one of these those questions I have is, when we talk about this issue of financial transparency and institutional transparency for our nonprofits, is this radically different from the, the for-profit sector? I mean, is that why this sometimes is a struggle? Not, no, I mean, it, it, it shouldn't be. Um, you know, if you think about a private corporation, obviously a private company keeps all its information closely held. The owner knows what's going on. They have all the information. But if you jump to a, a corporation that's on the stock market, for instance, a publicly held company, the SEC, SEC requires certain information that has to be provided to stockholders because the stockholders are the owners. Well, nonprofits are a little different. There aren't owners like that, but the people that support the organization are external to the organization. So they need to know what the organization is doing with their support, with their, with their funds. So the fact that, for instance, that the 990 is required to be distributed to anyone who asks for it is, is, is not surprising because it's essentially being distributed to the people who are supporting that organization. I love how you frame that up because I think it makes it, um, for me, it's it's not only a reason to be transparent, but it really is articulating the benefits of being transparent. And I want to kind of move into the next level of this, and that is when you talk about stakeholder transparency, um, that seems to me like it's even opening the door to more people. It's not just the quote unquote donor, but it's you know, governments, contractors, we could go on and on and on. And, and I mean, is that correct? 
Right. I mean, any, anyone who could be involved with an organization, and I think we've, we've talked about this a little bit in another webinar, the stakeholders range from the donors, the board members, the volunteers, the partners, the people who are served by the organization. They're all stakeholders of the organization and probably all need to, you know, uh, deserve to know what's going on with the organization, how the organization is being run and how effective it is. I like that. And I think it also, um, I think it builds conversation, which is always, I think, a good thing. And one of those conversations that we're seeing more and more of are the watchdog groups. So if you mm -hmm. could talk a little bit about that um, and how the watchdog groups then take our information and sometimes act as that buffer, right? Yeah, and you know that really leads to you know a couple different reasons for for doing for having financial transparency, and I I mentioned it already with the stakeholders, and that's just building confidence in the people that that you work with on a day to day basis, so that they want to work with you. Um, watchdog groups like Charity Navigator look at information, not not of every single nonprofit in the country, but a lot of nonprofits, mm -hmm. and they look at the nine ninety, and they look for information, and they look at um, they look at the uh, website and look for information there to see how transparent an organization really is. And, and really the belief there is that if an organization is accountable and transparent, they're likely operating uh, in a manner of high integrity, that, the, the, that there's a direct correlation there and that other, other people believe that as well, that if an organization is willing to be open on the table with everything they do, then you know, they're above board and, and they're high integrity organization. Okay, so then I got to ask this follow up question. Mm -hmm. What if maybe some of this information isn't that great? I mean, you know, as you have said to me in the past, let's be real Two for two years, it's been a slog for a lot of our nonprofits. Mm -hmm. And maybe we don't have the best things to report. What do you say to that? Yeah, I, you know, I think when, when you um, when you build a culture of, of transparency, you need to be consistent with it. And that means sharing the good and the bad. Now, no one's going to be surprised if over the last couple of years, you've got a few blemishes on your on your financials. It's been a tough time for everyone. Yeah. But taking that a step further, it's not just sharing the numbers. It's it's also how does the uh, how does the organization react to that? How is it operating? How is it trying to get back on track? That's important information to share as well. Um, so that could that could be something on a website that's addressing challenges. It could be board minutes that are shared to show that you know the board is addressing um, some of the recent challenges. So so transparency really means it means sharing data, but also sharing how you operate around that data and with that data. So I'm kind of fascinated by that because you're you're talking then about things that go into maybe programming, effectiveness, your obviously your budgets, right? Mm -hmm. You know, impact statements, the data and the metrics. I mean, I I always think of when I hear the word transparency that it's an accounting issue, but you're really opening that door as we said earlier wider and saying no it's going to be reporting on a lot of different things, right? Yeah, it could be it's sharing a lot of information. And, you know, if you go onto the internet and even just Google on nonprofit transparency, you'll, you'll find some websites that have checklists of different things that should be included, you know, to be 
regarded as a transparent organization. I mean, some of the things are very, very basic and very simple. Start with your 501c3 nonprofit letter, your um, articles of incorporation, your bylaws. Um, if you have you know, 990s to, uh, to post as well, your audited financial statements, if you're audited. Those are all very easy things to get and to, to share on your website as a first step uh, to, being, to being transparent. Beyond that, you can share policies like conflict of interest policies, whistleblower policies, pri privacy policies, again, to show that you have your ducks in a row and you're, you're managing your organization effectively, um, sharing who your board members are, your leadership, uh, your key staff members is also important as well. And, and of course, keeping that information up to date as it changes, those are all ways that you can start right away and becoming a trans, more transparent organization. Yeah, I love that because again, um, it, it's such a healthy reminder and maybe a mindset shift to recognize that transparency involves a lot of different things. It's not just a financial document or you know IRS filings, it, that it, it can be a lot more. Mm -hmm. um, super interesting. And I appreciate you talking about that. Now, one of the things that you said to me that I thought um, earlier in, our, in another episode of Counting and Chasing is, you brought this up and, and I thought it was really, as they say, emotionally intelligent. You said, Julia, you know, isn't it interesting how much of this work and the discussions that we have lead back to communications? And we don't always think of accounting and communications as being, you know, on the same path. But I think you're here to tell us that, yeah, this is a communication strategy or it should be. It is. It's part of that communication strategy of, uh, again, building that integrity that that confidence in in your organization and every organization has to develop its own um own rules around what transparency means for them and and what they're going to share um but i you know i believe that the more transparent you are and the more in good information that you can share again even beyond that financial data that you're talking about you know the better off you're going to be in the long run because it just gives people more information of who you are and what you're doing well, and as we've been talking today, you know, so much of this impacts the financial data. So it, it does go back to the original story of what are we doing with our resources? How are we managing and how are we being strong fiduciaries of, of mm -hmm. our, you know, stewardship uh, dollars and resources that are coming in? So, I mean, it's so interesting to me, Chris, how it, it all swirls around um, itself and I, I think that it's really an interesting aspect that you bring up the culture of transparency. And I don't want to move too much further into the discussion um, until I have you maybe dig in a little bit more on the, the culture, because I would imagine for some boards, especially when they're coming from the private sector, the for-profit the, the for sector, this might seem a little daunting. Yeah, I mean, there, there could be a little bit of trepidation in, in providing this information, either because something that's happened recently is not something they want everybody to know about. Yeah. Um, it, it could also, there could be a factor in just 
operationalizing this depending on the size of the organization. So I think you know the, the first level in developing the culture really does need to be between the executive leadership of the organization and the board and to talk about how they're going to define transparency, what transparency is going to mean for them, what are they comfortable um, with sharing. Again, I, I would like to see as much out there as, as possible as, as you have. Um, but, uh, you know, and then once, once everyone is, uh, is comfortable with that and it's agreed with, then you determine how you're going to operationalize that and what is the, how are you going to get started initially, get, as, get things up on your website, on a web page, what's the process going to be for updating information, including new information. But, I mean, going back to the culture, it's, it is, it's, it's, it's everybody in the room saying, we believe this is important. And, we, and we're going to, you know, we're going to do this. We're going to commit to this and, um, and everyone understanding why they're committing to it. And, uh, but that, and that's really the first step, because if you've got a lot of heads shaking, no, 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 we're not, we're not doing that around the room, then it's probably not going to happen. Or maybe there'll be some compromise. Well, can we at least put this up or, or whatever? Um, so um, I, I don't want to give the impression that uh, it's going to be a slam dunk in all cases. Um, but um, but I, I hope, my hope is that when people really think about it and think about the importance of it, um, that they will go in this direction. You know, another thing that you shared with me before, and that is, and this is a, a much bigger picture, and sometimes it's hard for us to see this when we're so enmeshed in our own little world and our own little ecosystem that we're dealing with. But when we, as a sector, make these commitments and we march forward on, on these ideas of being more transparent, it elevates our entire sector. Yeah, absolutely. It, it is not just important for the organization, but if the if the whole nonprofit sector were to adopt, you know, transparency as part of their culture, then the general public at large would be more confident in the nonprofit sector and and want to engage with them and support support nonprofits. So it really it, you know, if it if it could become the norm that when you go to a company website, you're going to find this information. I'm, I'm not a company website, a nonprofit website. You're going to find this information, and it's just standard operating procedure. I think that would go a long way um, to support the credibility of the nonprofit sector. Yeah. You know, you've got me thinking because it almost seems like we need to throw out a national challenge to put <laughs> up a, a transparency tab. You know. Um, or portal on our nonprofit website so that our donors and our funders and our investors, even potential board members or staff would know they can go to a one tab, you know, one place on a website and start to see and expect <laughs> that they're mm -hmm. going to get this information because um, it's not about hiding it. It's about, you know, assorting it and mm -hmm. then pulling it together and making it, you know, uh, visible and accessible. It's, it's yeah. really an interesting concept. I was talking, you know, earlier with you about this as well as you know, being in the nonprofit sector. I'm on websites all day long, and I'm working with nonprofits across this great country of ours. And I am not seeing this on websites, not to the degree that I should. Now you could hunt and peck, and you might see information or an impact report or something like that, but a one-stop location where this information is posted, 
I don't think it's being done. Do you? No, no, no. It's it's not probably not as much as 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 we would hope. And and I don't think it's necessarily because people don't want to share this information. It's just not being right. thought of as as right. one of those boxes to check when you're running a nonprofit. And I think that's where we need to get to is that everybody everybody starts to believe that okay, part of part of what we need to do is to be transparent. When you click on about us, like you said, there's always a okay. transparency tab there or a financial statements tab or whatever it is, okay. and people can find easily find this information. Um, so I really, again, it's, it's cultural, it's, it's process oriented. It just needs to be part of the way nonprofits are run on a day-to-day basis. Okay. So then give me some guidance here. If maybe we're an organization that we're going to say, okay, you know, we've listened to Chris and counting on Chase and we've learned that this really should be, um, a cultural, um, position that we take. It could kind of seem overwhelming to start putting all this together and knowing that we're not going to do this all in one week probably could you guide us to best practices of like where we even start yeah i mean depending on the structure of the organization and the relationship between the board and the ceo or executive director i mean you decide does the first conversation need to happen at a board meeting where a, a ceo comes and says okay you know, I think transparency is important. I want to present this to the board. Here are the things that I think we should do. Let's have this discussion. Um, if if it's a nonprofit where the CEO has latitude to make those decisions on their own, then maybe they can just take the, the first steps. And the first steps can be as simple as posting your 990s, posting your audit reports, uh, posting some of your policies, your like I said, your determination letter, your your bylaws, those those types those types of information. Um, that's a really good start. This is not, this is not a really intense intellectual <laughs> decision. It's really just, it really is just sharing, sharing information. And then once you've got the basics, then you kind of think about, okay, what, what else might be helpful? What, what additional information might make sense? And like I said, some have gone as far to share board minutes or finance committee minutes or things like that. So people can see how the organization is run um and and that's you know i understand it's a more sensitive decision and the way minutes are written will impact that and everything so i'm not i i understand that that's that's a bigger decision but um it's pretty it's pretty easy to get started once the organization embraces transparency so this makes me think um and again you just kind of got my wheel spinning here would you consider um, a nonprofit strategic plan part of that transparency, or sure. anything else? Yeah, I mean, I could, I could see it being part of this transparency, but I could see it being part of a normal part of a just a web website. You know, I think if you're if you've embarking on a big strategic plan and you've got goals, I mean, I mean, just put aside transparency for a second. You probably want people to know about it. You want donors to know about that. Because that's you know that's that may even be more of a just a communications and fundraising or membership type of initiative, not even transparency, but yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And again, it goes back to you know almost shifting our mindset that this isn't just an issue of numbers um, and columns of numbers. That you know while it's an accounting issue, it really has a much more holistic opportunity to communicate what we're doing. And so where we have data and data points, filtering that in. So, you know, I've, I've tri- tripped you up. I, I don't mean to trip you up, but I, and I, 
I don't want to feel like I'm putting you back in the hot seat, but how do we know if we're being transparent? I mean, is this only like something that we learn if we're not being transparent or, or how, how do we as an organization really understand that we're doing it right? Well, again, I, you know, my, my simple answer would be sort of what I just mentioned a minute ago. If you're posting things, you're starting to become transparent. The level of transparency you want to be is, is an internal decision and a leadership decision. Um, there are, you know, again, if you go out on the web and you look, you Google on this uh, nonprofit transparency, there's different checklists out there. They're not long. It's not, it's not a, a very long list of things to do, but uh, there's a few things that that are considered um, norms in uh, uh, with transparency. And if you're doing those things, I think you're you're doing uh, you're doing what you can and and the basics. Um, again, I think the more the deeper discussion is what more could we should we be doing? But it's okay to say, you know, we've got A, B, C, D, and E out there. We're gonna post that regularly. We're gonna keep that updated. We're doing our share. We're, we're, we're being transparent. Okay. You know, and maybe just adding that vocabulary to, um, again, I loved what you said, going back to having a, a commitment to, to uh, managing and, and stewarding a culture of, of transparency. I, I gotta believe that there are probably a lot of boards across this country where they haven't had that discussion, not for any malfeasance. It just hasn't been part of the conversation, I guess. No, right, exactly. I mean, there's many, many things for a board to be concerned about uh, within an organization. Um, you know, there's programming, there's fundraising, there's the financials themselves, there's keeping the organization afloat or growing, whatever. So. It, it just, yeah, it needs to be an intentional, intentional ad at the leadership level to just say, okay, this is, this is something we need to address. And you know what, it might be, might be a one and done thing. You have one board meeting, you address it, you decide what you're going to do, and then you just, you operationalize it, you move forward. So it's not something that necessarily needs to take up uh, time for a year, every board meeting for a year or something like yeah. that. Yeah, it, it's, I, I think that it's an interesting um, approach because when we first started our conversation, I was almost had a sense of like, oh man, this is going to be a heavy lift. This is going to be a real challenging thing to to get folks to um, understand and buy into and support. But I just think that so much of what you've been saying with us today on uh, counting on cheese and it's very com. It has a lot to do with common sense. It has a lot to do with communication, and it has a lot to do with elevating our sector. And ultimately, we know. When those stories come out about the bad apple in our sector, it just filters across to everyone from dog shelters to, you know, art museums. I mean, it it does not help. And so if we, we kind of have this new mindset and strategy, it really pushes us forward. It's very right. smart. Right. Very, it's, very smart. Yeah, it's a step. It's a step sort of in the whole picture of of building that credibility. Yeah, I love it. Well, Chris Babalock, I mean, I, I always learn so much from you. I, I always think that you are a calm, logical, you know, intentional voice in our sector. And as a director of finance and operations, I am of Chasen and Company, I bet you've seen a lot. And so it's been wonderful to have you uh, with us on another episode of Counting on Chazen. I want to remind everyone that, um, you know, we have a lot of more information, blog posts. We have additional episodes on Counting on Chazen. And so 
these um, episodes really help to kind of uh, maybe spark some new ideas, answer questions, help you to communicate with your board or your teams on how you can navigate so many of these press, pressing issues that uh, us in the nonprofit sector have to deal with. So Chris, thank you so much. Thank you. It's always a pleasure. We'll see you again on Counting with Chazen. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm Julia Patrick.